And then if something good happens during the day, I'll literally be like typing on my computer or something will happen and I'll just like start dancing in the treatment or like in my office. And my texts are just kind of like, yep, there she goes again. Yep. Let's do it. Let's hop into another episode of the Veterinary Career Success Show. I'm on again, if you probably recognize this voice by now, with the fabulous... Oh, yeah, my name, Mariah. I'm Dr. Mariah McCauley. Fail. Oh, like, I know. More. I'm like, okay, like, oh, okay. And we are like totally <laughs> the most professional podcast hosts in this room right now. Beyond that, we make no claims. So, on today's episode, I thought we'd do something a bit silly. We all speak about wellness and getting through your day. And in actual fact, something just jumped out of absolutely like literally absolutely nowhere and hit me, which was just some of the things that is really nice that I used to do to get me through my day. These were, I'm going to call these things, didn't have this name, but I'm going to call them the little moments of desert oasis in the maelstrom of a day in the life of a vet. So I thought what would be quite good fun was maybe we share three things that you have been doing in your last year as a vet. And I will share three things that just were really nice points in my day that I still look back and go, oh, I used to love doing that. And I, I think these things were moments that just got me through, got me through days. And we talk about wellness, we talk about mindfulness and all this stuff that I do them now, but I didn't do them while I was in practice because I was too busy. <laughs> <laughs> so how useful is all of that stuff anyway? But this stuff, this stuff is real. So Dr. Mariah, give me one of your three things that you really look forward to or you you think are really useful to get through your days of act my text might say elsewise but dancing honestly in the, you in dance? The not well by any means i've no. seen the content you put out already knew that <laughs> there is no dancing in that i don't see many vets that dance so like just I, I swear god tiktok has done less for professionalism than swearing the moves that are getting busted out there. But dance, so do you dance? Have you got a jukebox that plays in your head playing tunes? All, all the time. time. Oh. All the time. I swear that it's partly like the fault of being a theater kid growing up. I just always have like Broadway or just any, like I'll get a song stuck in my head and I just can't get it out. Oh, you can And then if something good happens during the day, I'll literally be like typing on my computer or something will happen and I'll just like start dancing in the treatment or like in my office and my texts are just kind of like, yep, there she goes again. Yep. <laughs> so you dance. I love it. How long does it last for? I mean, it's usually like a 10 to 30 second dance party by myself. And then we continue <laughs> on with our day. If you're on like silent disco with no headphones. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I love it. Like what triggers it? Is it just the tune pops in or is it when you finish an op and you're like busting out a move? And you yeah, I mean, if something goes well in a procedure or uh, lab work comes back and it looks great or I just had a good call with a client, all the little positive things and I just like feel the need to like do a little dance. Okay. Just a little dance. <laughs> That's about it. What's the most common tune that shows up when you do that? Honestly, it just it, there's no specific tune. It can be anything and it can be the most annoying tune in the world. And it just happens to be whatever is floating in my cerebrum that day. Nothing specific. Uh, I it's just kind of had, annoying at times. I just had a song by Crystal Waters pop in my head. I think it's the only one that she ever did. And it was the most annoying earworm I had from my childhood. And I don't know why it came in my head there, but it's now in my head. And the song went, ba-da-bee, ba-da-bow, ba-da-bee, ba-da-bow. Oh, no. it was, oh, please, somebody has in like some 
Snapchat. And like, I don't know, somebody tell us what that is. Please, song someone was. tell us what that is, or else it'll get stuck in his head and then my head. I found it as Gypsy Women. Listen, listen. Oh, no. Oh, gosh, that's going to be in my head now. Yep. There is Crystal Waters, Gypsy Women. Bada bee, bada bow, bada bee, bada bow. Okay, stop, stop, stop. Oh, please stop. stop. It's in my head now. (laughs) This is meant to help people, and now we've gone ahead and. I think it's made me slightly insane. Gypsy woman in your head. Get that on your Spotify right away. Okay, my first one then. Yours. I used to play the top five game with my nurses or my techs, right? So they'd be doing the anesthetic. We'd be doing, I don't know, like a cat spay or something. I wouldn't play this if it was a tough bit of surgery and it was mm-hmm. like I really had to focus. But stuff I got in a hang of or we were just busting our way through the day or we're getting ready, prepping, and we'd be playing the top five game. So the one that sticks out my head, oh, God, I just feel like every time we do a podcast, like the veneer of professionalism just slips further. <laughs> but it was what are your top oh, – I know, we have to be careful because you don't use – this word in the same way that British people use it. Yeah. You're going to have to translate here, Mo, because you're bilingual. Okay. <laughs> the top five biscuit game. What are your top five favorite biscuits? So I don't mean like what you, you think, like Americans think of biscuits as scones, right? Yeah, or like what a you, dog biscuit. Yeah, right. So what do you... <laughs> We're talking about cookies here. <laughs> cookies, right. What are your top five cookies? Because a cookie to me is like a big lump of dough with chocolate chip in it. <laughs> and that's that's a very specific American kind of biscuit. But you can have like a big cookie though, like it's <laughs> made in a cast iron. It's a giant chocolate chip cookie, and you okay. take it out of the oven and you put a big wad of vanilla ice cream on it. Different topic. Continue. Totally right. So we used to play the top five game, and we would have to list off what our five favorite things were, or top five songs, or movies, or something like that. And just as we were prepping, and there was one nurse in particular. Shout out to you, James that we used to play this quite a lot. And I just used to enjoy it. It was just the camaraderie. And I think every nurse that I used to work with, there was a different bit of routine or something like that, but frequently top five games came up. So that was my first one. And I I just enjoyed the camaraderie with the team. That's a good one, especially because then you get to learn a little bit more about everybody in the team. And you're talking about something that is not clinical, which just builds that connection even more. So love it. Love it to pieces. And you learn what your nurse's favorite biscuits are. Yes. Gold bars. Yes. <laughs> Go buy those. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Incidentally, what is your favorite biscuit? Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. I have a lot of favorite biscuits, unfortunately. No, 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 no. That's uh, the thing. Hey, I've got uh, loads of priorities. That's the point of a priority <laughs> is you have one. My favorite biscuit, I think I actually just mentioned it. It was, um, now that I'm thinking about it, it is the big cookie. It is this giant giant chocolate chip cookie that is made in a cast iron skillet. We're talking something the size of my face. And you pull it out of the oven when it's nice and hot and you put a big old lump of vanilla ice cream on it. You plunk it down in the middle of the table amongst your friends and everybody just digs in with a spoon. Why would you put vanilla ice cream in a perfectly good biscuit? That's like putting vanilla ice cream with apple pie. It's heresy. But no, no, no. That that shit needs custard. (laughs) Don't knock until you try it, but um, because the hot cookie and cold, is, like my teeth are just going yeah, to be all but it's yeah up. because it's nice and hot and melting. You put the vanilla ice cream on it. Okay, you're not allowed to say that until you try it. Okay. Not until you try it. All right, I'm going to keep an open mind. 
<laughs> so silly. All right, number oh, two. Okay. My number two, kind of along similar lines, is something that's been actually done recently is our practice managers come around and been like, hey, what's your Starbucks order? We're going to pick up something for everybody in the practice. And getting that iced chai tea latte is like just the happy point in my day because it just speaks to my soul. (laughs) I am a tea drinker. And whether it comes from Starbucks or some other place, like I just love a good cuppa. And even if it's iced chai tea latte, I know blah, blah, blah specifics. But that's probably been one of my favorites here in the hot summer um, heat. So okay. that's been a good moment. Snap. My number two also concerns hot beverage. Or yours was cold, but beverage. Cold. So I call it my coffee 30. I loved getting the work done. And then I, I wanted to get half an hour to do my calls, write my notes, do my bills. And I would get into the little kitchenette that was in the practice, right the heart of the practice, and grab, I mean, it wasn't good coffee. It was just coffee granules. And some sugar and some hot water, and, and I was just like, oh, I smell! And I was, I just, I'd be knackered. You'd frequently be in sweat-soaked scrubs, blood-stained, <laughs> mask around <laughs> your neck, hat on, like sort of theater hat on, and then you'd just be like, oh, you'd gulp that. Oh man, it was so good. And then you just re-energize, and then you just had that like, bam, bam, bam. I'm just going to get my bills done. And that you, you had the satisfaction, the post-endorphin high of finishing up a day. And then the coffee. Oh, it was so good. Quick question. Have you tried a London Fog? Tea? Yes. <gasps> yes. That was... And? I love a London Fog. It, the only problem is that people can't make it well here in the States. Come at me. But, you know, people can't do it well. So I can't just go and order a London Fog and expect it to taste the same. I have to make it myself in Where order for me to get be a happy London with fog it. Here? Hmm? Where did you get a London Fog here? I need to know because nobody makes it well here either. Well, I mean, I- up in Edinburgh, there is um, a little, oh gosh, the name of the little shop off of the Royal Mile. I can see the name of the placard hanging outside the building. I'll have to text it to you later. But yeah, they made an amazing London Fog. Okay. And also really a really good hot toddy, which I know is not a hard thing to make, but they did it really well. So I love a hot toddy. So that is another topic for another genre (laughs) of podcast. Because we both need another podcast in our life. (laughs) My first London Fog experience was in Nashville. I was in a hotel. I was doing a speaking gig for Royal Canaan. Thank you guys for booking me. Available anytime once we start flying again. <laughs> <laughs> but it was for the graduates, and uh, it was a group of graduates, which was a lot of fun. And I was there in, for breakfast in the morning, and I went down and I said, hey, Have you got any English breakfast tea? Because I'm a big tea drinker. And the girl behind the, the bar, she was lovely. I'm not even going to try and do her accent because I can't justice <laughs> and she said no honey you don't like you don't want that you want this thing called a london fog and i'm like what is this london fog i'm i was very skeptical and she went trust me trust me you gotta try it. i'm like oh, i can't like my tea anymore and she went trust me you're gonna <laughs> love it and she made me this london fog and i tried it i swear God. i'm like what is this thing i was blown away absolutely blown away mm-hmm. and it it just set me up for a lifetime of disappointment since because nobody can make a good London fog 
Mm. So I'm going to go to the Royal Mile when you find that place. And next time I'm in Edinburgh, which is going to be in about three weeks time, I'm having a London fog from there. There I'll you go. High expectations. High expectations. But you on that on that note, you need to try a London fog. They don't make it at that place, but you need to try one where they infuse the milk with lavender. I've never tried that, but I've heard about it. So good. Done. Now, just before we get on with the show, a quick word from our sponsor, which is the Thrive community from us here at Venex. If you're struggling with managing time, feeling like you're an imposter or burning out, then you need to make a change. The good news is you are not broken. You're not a bad fit for the profession. Much more likely you are missing some super important foundational skills no one is teaching at university. Skills that you will learn as part of our Vetex community. The Thrive Community is a race-accredited professional skills course where members receive training, toolkits, and one-to-one coaching to develop these skills. So join hundreds of other vets who've changed their careers for the better as a Thrive member. To learn more and find out if the class is a good fit for you, visit vetexinternational.com today. Now back to the show. Okay, welcome back to the show. I hope you enjoyed part one. Let's get into some more meaty content to help you grow your practice in part two. All right, number three. Okay, my number three is just cracking jokes with my team. Honestly, like in the back in treatment where like, sure, not everything is perfectly kosher with what we say, but just being able to crack jokes with each other and laugh about different cases and different scenarios and different haircuts on dogs and you name it, or how much people spend on their new fluffy poodle mix thing. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just does our hearts well because we're showing that similarity between each other and building that relationship. And it just brings the stress down from whatever happened. It's a necessary part of the day. I love that. It's camaraderie, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. So my last one then is needs a little bit of context. So I used okay. to work at a branch practice. My early years in practice, I was a branch veterinarian. Meant I worked in a branch surgery on my own, actually from graduation with me, a receptionist and a nurse would come to us when we needed in the middle of the day, or I would take really sick cases to a central hospital facility and I would work them up at the hospital. So I had a depending on the traffic 10 to 30 minute drive between the hospital and my branch which meant i lost on average 40 to 50 minutes of my day to commuting in the middle of my day that's a little bit stressful when you've got sort of case volume that i had but i loved the drive when i would get in my car and i would leave the chaos of a hospital where there was potentially 15 vets working on stuff get my car and go back to my little oasis where it was, it was my own clients. And, and it was a decompressed time. You know, if I was running behind schedule and you had, you know, sitting in traffic 30 minutes, I could be calling ahead to my reception team member and telling her what was going on an invoice and get stuff ready. It was a nice oasis in the day. It was just a disconnect moment. And that worked great for me. I just, if I was running late, I would then be really stressful getting to the practice because I was mm-hmm. like, oh, God, I'm going to have one or two appointments waiting as you sort of walk in the door and you're all a fluster. So that bit wasn't so good. But that was just a London traffic thing. 
or a veterinary medicine thing or both. It was just nice to be able to get in the car and know, okay, there's another milestone in my day done. Now I've got my evening consultations, mm-hmm. evening exams to go, and then my day is through. I like that. It's kind of nice because you're physically removed from the space. You're removed from the sights, the smells, the sounds, and you can just get in your own brain space. So in the beginning, you were like, oh, I didn't practice that mindfulness stuff back in the day, but you were. It just didn't have a name. <laughs> your face right now, you're like, ah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it was certainly something that was a, not a distraction, but a different space to go to for sure. But I suppose focusing on your top five biscuits is a form of, mm-hmm. technically, although technically, technically mindfulness is present moment attention without judgment. And I can tell you there was a lot of judgment in the biscuit selection. <laughs> so I'm not totally sure that that is true, but there was appreciation. It's why when I'm hearing what your list was, there's moments of just either injecting fun into serious moments or camaraderie, right? Yeah. That's almost just high-fiving yourself or building relationships with others. There's a heck of a lot in there. Although this is a silly, goofy episode, like those things matter. And I think the camaraderie thing and then the bit of me space thing the oasis in the day, like those calmer moments with the coffee or in the car. So there you go. Find some oasis, celebrate your moments, and have fun connecting with your team. I think that's enough. I think so too. Just like all of you are enough. So guys, that's it for this episode. Tell us what you think. And by the way, a little favor to ask. If you know somebody who needs a little bit of goofiness in their life, or you might think they could use tips like these in their life, then please do forward the episode to them and also click subscribe on the iTunes. If you're on the iTunes or the Android or the Spotify, then hit the subscribe button and never miss an episode. And if you can hear buzzing in the background, the biggest ass bee just flew into the room. Oh I'm going to have a little freak out and go and get a glass and get it back out where it belongs. So until next time, thank you very much, Dr. Mariah. Always a pleasure. It is a pleasure to be here, Dave. (laughs) 